What is up, everybody? It's the Super Flexible Podcast coming to you with episode 86. So you know what that means. Maybe some of you don't. But we're going to 86 the shit out of a lot of stuff today. Or maybe not. Maybe we'll keep it. I'm your host, Two Drink. My boy Swags is here. That was like the most refined you've ever came into any show. You sounded a little different. Okay, so I'm back to work. Not I never left work, but we are back to work. And, and it's... It's not quite business as usual, but it, it seems like we're returning some normal to to my work life. So uh, this is a lunch date, and I'm at work, so I felt like I'd be buttoned up a little bit. Ooh. I don't have the tie on, you know. I, you know, the pop, the, the collars popped a little bit, but I'm, I'm still in the office. I'm suited up. Yeah, I have a clip on. Yeah, <laughs> a clip on bow tie. That totally <laughs> sounds like your style. Yep. Clip uh, everything. Clip, clip it all. Yep. Eighty six it all, and we're gonna see if we could get our brother from the north. Mr. JD at Ghost District, Ghost District himself, Hey-o. if we can 86 it. What up, what up? What's up, guys? I was going to say the same thing, man. Too Jake, you sounded real profesh right there. Right, dude? You notice that, too. Every now and then. Every now and then, just a little bit. You got you to gotta button it up, tighten it up <laughs> for the audience, make sure they stay for just a little bit longer. So, like thanks a ton for being here, JD. First no problem, man. Thanks for having me, guys. 86 wallets. Go to a money clip or just pocket it. it it's just better. Okay, I'm, <laughs> I'll stay there. I like a money clip. I hate carrying around the big wallet. So yeah. I, I, can, I can do that. Yeah, my, my wallet's been sitting on my dresser for a little more than a year, and I don't even know what was making it fat anymore because I don't need that stuff. I haven't looked I, in it. It just sits there. I don't keep cash in my wallet. Yeah, my I was going to say. It's really fat, so it's like what? It's just stupid receipts that I feel like I, I need to keep for like five years and then never look at and then orig- and eventually throw it away. Yeah. Why am I, I keeping gonna, that? I don't know. I was gonna say I, I haven't carried cash around. Actually, before this, when this, when the, sh- can we say shit on here? Yeah. No, when when it hit shit. the fan, when it hit the fan back in March, <laughs> I literally went, <laughs> drove straight to the bank machine and just started cashing out and hiding money all over my house. Right. So, <laughs> anyone's listening that lives near me right now, it's good time. Good time. <laughs> <laughs> just go take a shovel to JD's property and just start yeah, yeah. digging up random but, holes. Uh, I'm walking around with. Keep going. <laughs> the lawn I, looks bad, but it's actually worth more now. <laughs> <laughs> Just but, look for uh, the brand new pieces of sod. Bang, money. See, I, I used to walk around with one of those. Uh, I went to like the. I, I'm one of those guys that smashes his phone screen all the time. So I went to one of those like wallet phone case thingies. Yeah, and, and it was it was good at first because it. it you know, I was told by every one of those stores where you see a million different cases, they, they always tell me the same thing. Those are the best ones. And I'm like, this is convenient. <laughs> you know, put my cards in there, the whole deal. But uh, still dropped it. Cracked the screen again for the fourth time. Same phone. Oh. So what, I, what I'm doing now is I told the wife, man, I'm going nude. My phone is in the nude, bro, at all times. And you know what? Ooh, I dropped ballsy. it. I dropped it all kinds. It hasn't It hasn't smashed. We good. It's It's just as pretty. It's actually easier. So yeah, I got the little slim, the slim leather with the yeah. cards in it. Man, man. No case is better for your phone. That's what you're saying. Exactly. Go nude. Yeah, that's, go, that's nude cell phone. <laughs> go, go nude. Yeah. A new, a new and, and we're just, cutting the cell phone part out after that. You're just going to keep saying go nude. Let's like go it. nude. We're going sleeping. <laughs> <laughs> my like 86 uh, bat image out of my head. Yeah, naked Rob. It's What's naked JD? <laughs> <laughs> naked goat this is bad this is going this is going weird we're gonna get in trouble 
So, so, so. this is the 86 show. We've, we've done this before in the past on Breakdown, but for those of you who don't know, 86 restaurant means scratch it, cut it out, right? Done. We don't, we no don't want it. We don't want it. So uh, I feel like I took a little different approach to this when we were first talking and just decided to look at the five head coaching changes that we have. I know it's been a little while since they've got there, but through the draft now and just kind of seeing what these guys did in the draft and how we feel about these situations moving forward. Um, so is there a team that you guys would like to start with? Giants, Cowboys, Panthers, Redskins, Browns will be the teams we are talking about today because those are the five new head coaching changes. Um, so I, I want to little explanation here maybe for me the listeners and for jd so are we gonna 86 this systems or certain players in the system so you know how i do is that each one is going to be completely different from the next mm -hmm. so i i have a couple different situations for each one of those teams let's go to the redskins uh, to the redskins all right so obviously with the redskins we got coach ron revere coming in coming over from carolina right Yep. We also have a brand new OC and Scott Turner, who also came over from Carolina with Ron Rivera. And then we get uh, old Jack Dario coming in for the defense. But um, the Swags, me and you have talked quite a bit about, I'll just start there since this is a super flexible show, but we talked a lot about uh, Allen coming over and following Ron to Washington. So my first one is just Haskins or Allen play more games this year. Are you, mm. are you 86 in the idea of Haskins being the starter from week one? We have all the COVID stuff. We have Allen coming over and following the coach, knowing that system. It's the same OC. So clearly Allen has a heads up where Haskins had trouble picking up the offense even last year throughout the whole season. So Haskins or Allen, let's go week one. Um, Whenever uh, week let's, one Let's uh, throw it to JD. Who are they playing week one? No idea. I don't care. The quarterback. Oh, you mean like who's starting week one? Yeah, oh, I'm person, person behind center. So it's, Allen and how do you it's feel funny about? you start. Yeah, it's funny you started Washington because Kyle Allen is so sneaky for me in Superflex. Yes, uh, like I, you, you, you can draft him super late. He's a nice QB three, and I'm always playing on percentages. You know, I'm I'm not I'm not smart enough to make that decision to tell you who's going to play more games. I can guess, and I can tell yeah. you the chances one you know or one plays over the other. So I could see Haskins easily starting the season because you don't want to piss off the fans right off the bat, right? New coaches coming in. And they, then they uh, the you Eagles. give him his chance. They play, play Eagles. Eagles. So there you go. That's, that's, I mean, divisional games with them, you never know, right? Yep. Especially first, I heard uh, yesterday was on, um, uh, what is it? Straight out of Vegas, RJ Bell. Talk about 58% or 59%, the underdogs in week one uh, over the past whatever years. So it gives you a good idea of, of those upsets. Uh, so who knows what Washington does week one, but I always think that when you've got a guy like Haskins, the thing that really bugs me, really got to me with Haskins is that, I know it sounds stupid, but the selfie he took oh, when yeah, he wasn't yeah, even yeah. over yet, like to me, like how non-professional is that? And that's something I look for often it is, is like, how professional is this guy? How's he going to approach his craft? To me, that's not the way you approach a craft, man. Like you should be in the game until, you know, people are walking off the field. Like, what are you, what are you doing in the stands taking pictures? So right. that, that's really bothered me. And to me, that increases, in my head, the chances that I'm going to see Kyle Allen in 2020. But And I think that, um, to your point, I think that Ron Riviera also kind of mentioned that situation or it was brought up in a, a media mm -hmm. thing. He, he was questioned about it. And I think that that's, he's one of the coaches that, that that was really bad. And I think, weren't they playing the Panthers that game? Maybe. Possible. But, um, but just one more thing, uh, Swag, to throw into your little little soup there. Let's not forget that 
they didn't bring Cam over, which they could have easily done. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. They took Kyle Allen over. Yep. That to me is another huge arrow to 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 worth. It's worth investing a bit in a guy like Kyle, Kyle Allen. Yeah, I agree. I've tried to get um, Kyle Allen in any of the leagues that I own Haskins and even some of them that I don't because I think he's kind of being <laughs> overlooked. But, I mean, I, I think that it's still going to be Haskins' team. But I think that Kyle Allen is one of the most important insurance policies in Superflex right now. <sighs> All right, so you get to have one and you got to 86 the other for 2020 only. Uh-oh. Even Even value? Yes, just who scores more fantasy points. I don't care how you have to uh, get them. I'm taking Haskins to score more points, and I guess if I have to, I'm 86 in Kyle Allen. Okay. But but I agree with everything JD said. Yeah, I didn't say this shit was going to be easy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 stay there with the wide receiver group. We saw we saw them try I, to get well, a wide who's, receiver. Who's JD 86 in? Yeah, I got to go to – like I said, it, uh, Haskins is going to get every chance. Like, okay. I, I talk about this often, man. New coaches come in. They're not going to get rid of the guy who's in that place too quickly because it always gives them a back door, right? Yeah. So now now he's got Haskins. Haskins doesn't work. Oh, I'm going to this backup. Okay, well, that was just my backup. So why don't you let me draft my guy? He just bought himself three three quarterbacks before he's out of there, right? Yeah. So to me, okay. to me, it's like a 65-35. I would say Haskins, uh, maybe closer to 70-30 that Haskins outscores uh, Allen. Superflex wise, though, if you have Haskins, you're definitely trying to get Allen. And if you don't have Haskins, maybe you you try to lowball for Allen at that point. Not yeah. lowball, but try to cheaply acquire. And in, in case anybody is missing this point too, like part of this point is Kyle Allen and and Tudrick maybe you said this. I apologize if I missed it, but part of this point is Kyle Allen knows that system better. So if yeah. we go into the season with no preseason or shortened season or training camps, help me. But um. <laughs> it's probably there's a good chance maybe Kyle Allen knowing that system better does start as Haskins slow to learn comes I, in later. I, I agree, and that's why I wanted to bring up Scott Connor coming over too from Carolina. It's not just Rivera, you know, it's the OC from Carolina where mm-hmm. Allen, you know, was the guy last year too. So definitely helps him with the system there. Let's who who are they going to be throwing to? So obviously we have Terry McLaren. Do you do you guys think he can take a jump up and? And can we count on that's, – that's kind of a loose term there. But can we count on any other wide receiver helping out? Or are we going to 86 the rest of the wide receivers and it's only the McLaren show? I'll start with you this time, Swax. I mean, I'll buy Kelvin Harmon cheap. You know, I think there's a couple players like that. Like uh, Steve Sims showed up here in mm-hmm. there at the end of the season. I know some of it was special teams. So if you have that kind of scoring in your league, that helps you. But who knows who that's going to be. Are you getting those guys because they're cheaper than, say, like the rookie and Gandy Golden coming in? Or, you know what I mean, is it is it more based on, on what you have to pay to acquire them? Or do you truly think, uh, you know, think another year for Harmon? Because they're cheaper. I, I mean, okay. Antonio Gandy Golden is, is obviously somebody you should take note to as well, you know, and see what happens no there, especially he's, he is drafted Redskins. by yeah. the, the team, or Riviera, should we say. Um but, I mean, McLaurin, like, you start to think of him in that DJ Moore role with Kyle, Which Rivera Kyle said, Allen or yeah. Haskins. If mm-hmm. that's his role, like, I mean, that's the guy you want to be buying. And, and sure, you might get some wide receiver two in three weeks from a lot of other players on the team. But 
Um, like catch a touchdown and hit, but it's going to be hard to pick. Yeah, I'm not going crazy to find any of those players. I'm not going into any of my leagues and typing in Calvin Harmon to go try to acquire him. Gotcha. Uh, JD, how do you feel about Gandy Golden? Redskins did not have a second-round pick. So after taking Chase Young at the top with the second pick overall, their very next pick is a wide receiver in Gandy Golden. Does that mean anything to you? And, and how do you feel about the other pieces there, like Swags mentioned? Yeah, I mean, I'm, to be honest, offenses like this, like talking about offenses we're avoiding, uh, I'm, I'm picking maybe the top two targets in this offense at best, which is, which is F1, Terry McLaurin. He went, what, 23% last year in target share. And I, I expect him to maybe produce more. Uh, I think it was like 20, he was the 22nd or 24th, like in the mid-20s mm-hmm. with regards to fantasy points per game. So I would expect that has a chance to go up. The one concern as well with this offense, whether it's the rookie or anyone else, it's their, their defense is not bad. You know what I mean? Like Washington's defense got is better. all right, mm-hmm. and, and, and they got better. So, how, you know, how much are they going to – and you saw how many running backs, which we're going to get to, how many they brought in. So how much is this team going to be throwing the ball, and how much is it going to go past F1 uh, target-wise? My guess is it's going to be spread around a lot more, you know, like I said, after those top two targets – to see what they have in these guys, you know, well, especially who, who's sorry, the top two. Then you said you, you want the top I would, two well, targets. You only mentioned I mean, one. Yeah, Harmon. Harmon would be for me the, okay. the first guy. Anytime a rookie comes in, I never give rookies automatic uh, spot. You know, at the table mm-hmm. for me, you got to earn that man. It doesn't matter who you are, and it's not like Golden was a first round pick, right? So right. to me, he's got to earn it. I'll give I'll give the guy who's been there a year, even though it's a different system. Like I said, coaches are not going to come and necessarily, in my opinion, uh, from what I've you know, from what history tells us, I guess you could say, uh, disrupt it too much at first. They, they want to see what's what's in place, right? So I, th- I think they're going to give a guy like Harmon a chance first. But look, it also depends how much time are these guys going to get preseason, right? Mm-hmm. So that's also very important right now. Fami- familiarity, well, my French, I can't say that word. I won't even try it again. I like that. Um, but that, but that's everyone's hey, friend, right? English so, is my native language, and I think you do better than me. So, <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Appreciate that. <laughs> um, but yeah, familiar, like anything that, that you're familiar with, right? It is more comfortable. So for me, especially with everything going on right now, the craziness, we have no idea when these guys actually get back and can practice, and how many preseason and all that, like that, are actually mm-hmm. going to happen. So for me, they're going to start with guys that are there. And then, you know, if you're not performing, then next man up type of deal, unless someone really blows them out of the water right off the bat. All right. I don't want to spend too much time on the running back room there. We've talked, I think, uh, a lot about guys. Can we 86 the notion of Gibson being being CMC light even? I know we've heard that talks about just how they want to use them. But do do we think Gibson, regardless of guys' health, does Gibson get enough touches to to be warranted in year one? I think it depends on Geis' health. And, I mean, Adrian Peterson is still there, too. They bring in Ware, McKissick's there. Like, it's 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 a lot of a grossness. Lot of it's a, yeah. But it, it is a, it's a lot of guys. Like, it, they all just eat away from each other enough where it's, it's not something you want. If You both believe if Geis is healthy, it's, it's his team, and the rest really don't matter? Uh, I don't know if I'd say they don't matter with yeah. his injury history, but he's he's the one I'm going after. I'm still. But I'm telling you right now, I'm, yeah. I'm looking at my crystal ball. Guys plays all 16 games. Yeah, the other running backs don't matter. No. Oh yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. If he's healthy, he's. I, I'm like. It's all him. He's, he, Yeah, he's a guy who's targeting. He's come at a nice value, man. Especially now with the added more to to the equation, people are down on guys. He's yep. a good buy. Yep. All right. 
Let's go to the next team. I think that closes out the Reds. And games. what about Thaddeus Moss? <sighs> I knew I, you weren't going to let me out. <laughs> Can, let me what, just it's, ask it's you only, this. It's like, only him and Sprinkle, right? Like, yeah, that's the, the other option there. But. Let, me, let me set a low bar. Can Thaddeus Moss Make it low. get 400 yards? <laughs> Oof. He barely got that at uh, LSU last year. He got 570. Still coming off the foot. Uh, I think opportunity is there. I'm going to say for a first-year tight end coming off the foot, I'm going to take the under. Same. I think it's a good number. I think it's a decent number. For you to be interested in 2021, I guess, is where I'm going. Well, we, uh, I like Harmon, not, too. Not will and, he, and, but and even, what does he have to achieve? To be? No, I got gotcha. you. Like I said, I, I like Harmon, too, you know, going into last year. I, I think the the number two pass catching role is is definitely open to to anyone that wants to step up and take it. We've seen Washington in the past try to utilize the tight end. Um, whether that person stays healthy or not is a different story. And then we bring in a, a tight end coming off a foot injury. I I think Moss probably needs to get to like 550, maybe even a little bit more um, for me to feel. I mean, I would feel great about that as a, as that's, a rookie. That's bold. I, 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 well, yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not saying that. You're asking what I need to feel good sure, about sure. it. Um, I, I but don't I mean, want to count our, on some of our Thaddeus. best tight ends today didn't do that in year one. And I, and I, 100, I get that. I'm, I'm, I'm just saying. I, I don't want to bank on a. This needs to be a tight end in my garden. Right. Yeah. Um, I need to have a good situation in front guy, of him. Your taxi. Right. Yeah. Perfect guy for taxi. It's yeah. a it's a perfect guy a- for taxi because I don't count on nothing. And, and I mean you can you can even get him off free agency. He's one of your last sure. picks, maybe. So he definitely made it through some rookie drafts of mine. Uh, again, know? like so. I, I probably shouldn't have brought it up, but he he's also not a player that I'm typing into my search engine to go acquire unless like I see him on free agency or something like that. But I am willing to acquire that a him. guy you might try to get like a if I even see pieces. him on your team, maybe. Yeah, you know what I mean. But he's yeah, not I'm, on not, my team. I'm not. He's not totally on my radar in the mm-hmm. aspect that I'm trying to go out of my way or overpay. I'm not trying to argue this point at all. Like I, I get what you're saying. You know, he, he was undrafted. Mm-hmm. Um, he he just has a a name, but also his name went to a team like you said with an opportunity. So I am a little bit interested. He's definitely one of my like late stashes this year. Opportunity definitely can present itself this year. I I do not want to count on it. That's all. He's, oh, absolutely. he's not going to be on any of my rosters. Yeah. All right, uh, I'm not, uh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no I was just going to add like tight end position in general. My approach, and it's been like this for a while, and, and it, it just works. Is I'm not investing unless you, you're proven. So I'm not going to wait for you to develop. So rookie tight ends, I'm not going near them, especially undrafted ones. And I'm uh, my, I have a similar approach with receivers. Unless you're Michael Pittman right now, you're not on my team as a rookie. Mm-hmm. I want to see it before. I, I'd rather pay a bit more and know what I'm getting. Then have a space on my, you know, on my bench and value out of my team being sucked in by a rookie at either one of those positions, waiting and hoping that they're going to pop with the percentages that we see that these guys actually hit. Yeah. I'd rather wait till they hit and pay the pay the big dollars and get them then, or or maybe a bit before everyone else smells it. But that, that's kind of my approach. No, I like it. All right, we're coming off the Redskins. I'm going to go ahead and switch us right into the Browns. Kevin Stefanski comes over from uh, Minnesota. Which is nice. We also end up with uh, Van Pelt coming over from Cincinnati. Um, he was a quarterback coach in Cincinnati. Uh, it still sounds like Stefanski will probably call the plays, which he did in Minnesota. Um, we also get a new defense of Joe Woods, San Francisco passing. Yeah, whatever. Pass on that. Uh, I might <laughs> piss some Cleveland people off right here, uh, but I just want to know what you guys think. 
how bad of a year does it have to be for Baker that Cleveland doesn't exercise the fifth year option after this year? We see him bring Case in. I think that's just insurance policy, right? Like that's nothing crazy. But is this a make or break season for for Baker, or do we get that you know the new head coach gets to buy a little extra time because it's not his quarterback kind of deal? Does anybody no. think there's a chance that Baker isn't extended that fifth year? It's not very often that you see that with a quarterback, but like we just saw the Bears do it with Trubisky. I'm not calling Baker Trubisky. Yeah, I, I know where twisted. you're going, and I mean for this to happen, I think this is a tough conversation for me to go into because you have to assume failure for this conversation. And I, I don't know if he's going to be as bad as he was last year. They've made some improvements themselves. They had a horrible schedule last year. Like you said, like so many coaching changes for him in his short career. I don't think I'll be praising Baker at all. Like I, I thought we could last year, you know? So, mm-hmm. yep. but, um, I don't think we should just shit on him and put him to the side either. Sure. Um, man, Does Stefanski so... take the air out of the ball? And I mean, he wants to run. And we have Chubb and Hunt, and that can bring us right into the next one because I just have them both listed down. How, how do we feel about that situation? There is is Hunt eat enough out of Chubb to to make Chubb not a you know top what you know first round for what one and a half rounds uh, you know like in redraft for this year kind of pick? Like, are, is anybody worried about Hunt? stealing a you know more than his share away uh, let's throw it to jd but i do have something to say before we move on from hunt you always want to talk about chubb no <laughs> 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 yeah i i mean i'll start with the quarterback it, it, I, I do it's tough right because he's going as qb10 right now if you look at startups on dlf mm-hmm. superflex startup he's going as a qb10 last year he gave us Fantasy points per game, QB 26, right? Yeah, okay, Oof. his situation sucked and all that, but he's not even giving you QB 2. Yeah, so for horrible. you to, you know, so it's one of those situations. Now, having said that, I have been in drafts where just where he's falling, I've grabbed him in mm-hmm. startups just because he is falling a bit out of value. People are worried. I love the running game on this team. I'm not shying away from either Chubb or Hunt, whether they get traded or not, because I'm – I'm perfectly fine with, with with both those guys. I mean, Chubb is Chubb's a beast, man. He's a top five runner for me in this league, and he's. I don't think that changes because this team runs more, and because I see this team progressing next year, like as an offense. I, I for me, it kind of evens out. Whatever you know, people are afraid of where Hunt will take away from Chubb and so on. For me, they give you a super nice floor with good enough ceiling. You know, like you, you're still gonna, mm-hmm. you can still get a two touchdown, 150 yard game out of Chubb any week. You know, Hunt's not going to take that away from him necessarily on a weekly basis. And it also depends on, on the flow of the game. And then who knows if they even keep Hunt for the whole season, right? So right. Mm-hmm. for me, for me, I'm betting on talent before I'm, I'm necessarily putting all my money on the situation. But I, again, the guy who worries me the most, funny enough, in this offense is OBJ. I mean, we haven't mm-hmm. seen anything from this guy for so long right now right. other than a yeah. pizza and a motel room and some cheesy whatever <laughs> beside him. Love you know, it. like it's like we're, for me, it comes back to what I said previously. I got to see proof, man. You got to show me proof before I invest in you. And OBJ was a nice thought, you know, four years ago with that one catch or whatever that was. My, my time is <laughs> a little messed up right now. I'm being locked in this cavern. A long for like time ago. Straight. Yeah, a long time ago. Um, but yeah, so he's the guy. You know, it's been a good three years though since he's given those wide receiver one numbers. He hasn't given his value back at all. Exactly. And where's he going? I'm trying to pull it up like really quick here. But where's he? He's going as a receiver. He's still going up there. Last I checked, like he's going as the wide receiver nine. 
Yeah. You know, so are you ready to invest? Like that's a pretty big investment. That's your first receiver when you're building a, a startup. Are you going to invest that early where you're missing on these stud running backs, other guys like DJ Moore, you know, Godwin that are kind of going the other way in their direction? So those are the questions you got to ask yourself. If they fall out of value, I, I don't shy away. But for me, it's OBJ that I worry about the most. Nine feels like you're paying for the absolute ceiling. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You never want to do that. Swags, what were you going to say about Hunt? Well, so I just want to like go back to last year a little bit. And, and, I, and I'm not going to tell you guys anything you don't know. But Hunt was suspended at the beginning of the season. And I know that we talked a lot about it here and on breakdown. We've brought it up on many occasions. But in, in the season, we had Chubb, and he was the number one rusher in the league until Hunt came back. But where mm-hmm. I'm going with this is many times we had warned that when Hunt comes back, he's going to be fresh and healthy, and they're probably going to be in a position where they can afford to give Chubb a break, and they absolutely were. We haven't seen this yep. split come into the season with both of them being on the team and fresh. That's what we're going to see this year. So we have no idea what it's going to look like. In reality, it's probably going to be a little bit more of an even split than when we saw Hunt come in last year and kind of actually, I mean, I don't want to say outplay, but outproduce chubb on some weeks but i think chubb Mm -hmm. is the the lead back there and hunt is the guy that will spell him but i think they're both very viable but i think chubb is the one you want to own if you want the running back on the cleveland browns because like jd said maybe hunt's traded maybe he gets in trouble again we just don't know but i think chubb is the guy there he's the leader in that running back room but you think you you said you think it's going to be closer to an even split, not even split, but closer to it. So, is Chubb worth the price tag over what Hunt costs you? Let's just let's just call it redraft for right now, just for the sake of this argument. Not necessarily dynasty, because I'm totally fine with that. But redraft wise, is Chubb worth? I'm going to guess back into the first round. That's kind of where he was last year, middle middle to to late. He's probably still in that mix, if not a little higher. And I'm not looking at it, but I'm going to say. Hunt's probably in the sixth or seventh. Is is it worth taking Chubb if I feel like Hunt's going to take that enough away when I can grab a different running back that early and then grab Hunt later on? No, I, I mean I, I'd feel more comfortable going after Geist than Hunt if that answers your question. I okay. mean, this is a guy that at the end of the season was pulled Chubb over again enough. with alcohol and marijuana in his car. It, it's yeah, obviously but allowed now. It's. <laughs> They, they're not. Yeah, that's cool swag. Come on. I don't believe that Ohio's a legal state. All the cool kids. Narc. The the fact is that that happened. We don't know that he's not mm-hmm. going to be punished again. Not going to be suspended True. again. We we really don't know. There are cautions with Hunt that aren't there with Chubb, and the production on the field. I feel because of some of those. Like Hunt is a risky player. Like he's not going to get every chance at some point like teams just get fed up with this no matter how talented you are and and yeah i i can't go pay the same price that i would for chubb i think chubb because of some of those reasons is also worth a little bit more because hunt could be taken away so quickly so on that thought there i brought a trade up to you i think a few days sorry sorry sorry. i gotta i gotta squeeze in just before you bring up the trade yep go ahead Yep. So if we look at last year with Chubb, okay, I know mm-hmm. people keep talking about Hunt coming in mm-hmm. and the difference between the first half and the second half. You look at the first half, first six weeks, he was two, four, six. So he was four out of the six weeks. He was an RB one. 
and he was an RB3. This is Chubb. He was an RB3 this two other weeks. Okay. If you look from week eight until week 17, he was an RB1 two of those weeks, and he was RB2 or better five, so half of those weeks. However, let's look at the defenses that they played. Denver, New England, Pittsburgh, Baltimore, mm-hmm. and then the last game, Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. let's take that into consideration, how this offense is rolling. It's in the winter. They're going to be running the ball. Well, you're, you're hoping they'll be running the ball more. Um but the, my point is this, this team is in, in already a disaster at the, at this, in the second half, right? So they're probably throwing the ball a lot more. They're probably playing catch-up a lot more. I, I don't see the same scenario as, and I'm using that, in my opinion, to get these guys at a value. Like, I, I don't think that the last half of last year reflects what we're going to see from this team. I haven't necessarily gone 100% and you know done my, my huge analysis on the schedule because I don't do that till later. It's kind of pointless now for me um, just because we don't really know what these teams look like at the end of the day going into the season. But I, I do think that that's something you have to, to take into consideration is where this team was at the last half of last year. If the defenses they played, um, he still put up two weeks, 20, 25 points one week and 23.8 the other week. So that could be a factor as well. Yeah. All right, so all that in the mix. Uh, I've gone a little bit, a little back and forth with this trade, and here's what's sitting in my inbox. DeAndre Swift in a 2021 third, or Kareem Hunt in a 2021 first? Hmm. Full PPR, I think there's a little carry in there. Let's say I know I've talked to you a little bit around this, Swags, uh, in the last couple of days, but here's, here's what I'm looking at now. Can you, um, I mean, and I kind of told is the upside and this, of hunt enough or is it the first, I mean that first so, maybe like I'm, I'm having trouble, like, and I told you earlier when we were talking about something similar to this deal you're looking at now is I'm having a little bit of recency bias from the teams that I didn't have a first in this year. Correct. And, and what I could have done to him possibly, I know that some people say they're rookies, they may not hit, but that I possibly could have made to improve my team with those picks next year is probably going to be another nice first round fantasy rookie draft. Like you can probably, it might not be as deep, but you're probably still going to be able to find some nice talent. So uh, I mean, I, I, I trouble, I don't know. I, I struggle with these ones right now. Like I feel like you should get a second back. Fair. I don't, I don't know who's offering what, but I'm chomping at the bit to smash except the hunt in the first. Okay, yeah, that's my side. I've, I I felt like if I could maybe get the second, I could have talked myself into it with Swift coming back. And it seems weird because Swift is, uh, I don't know, somewhere between RB1 to 5, you know what I mean? Depending on the person you're asking this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I think Hunt's and, situation... And I mean, where is he in the rankings? Not the rookie rankings, but what, like, where are we putting him? Like, RB, I'll throw a number 25. Talking about Swift, like... Yeah, I... Yeah, I might even say earlier than that. It's fine. Yeah. Like RB25, you're putting him in as? Not me. I was yeah, trying I, to kind of throw consensus out there. I, I will probably is put much him, higher than I'll that. probably put him higher than most. 12. <laughs> so I probably has somewhere between 12 and 14 would be my guess. I think that's fair. Um, yeah, no. I, I But look, I, that was me and your head. So I figured that's yeah, probably around yeah, where you're at. Yeah. It hunts probably closer to 30-ish. Okay. In right. my head, like a, in my head, right? That, yeah, that's what um, I would guess. Probably closer to that, like twenty-five range where most have Swift. It's so it's, it's more about the first. That's that five point, spots, that, dude. That so yeah, I mean, yeah. no, I got gotcha. you. 
Yeah. See, I, I, I think because of the position, there's two ways you can look at this, right? So if you're looking at this dynasty-wise, so to me, I'm looking through the, the dynasty glasses if I'm in rebuild. When I'm contending, which is most of my rosters, and that's not me gloating, that's just how I play. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm looking at who's going to give me production now, and then the second thought is who can increase in value. For me, if you look at where these guys are going and what they're going to give you this year, they're going to give you, in my opinion, a very similar production Probably closer. at the end of the year, very close. Yeah. So to me, the, the difference between the first and the third is so much bigger, no yeah, matter how yeah. you look at these two running backs. Whether you Huge. look at who, what a year from now, where their values are, Hunt can explode, bro. Hunt yeah. Chuck mm-hmm. can get hurt. He can Ooh, get traded. traded or, yeah. yeah. A lot of like, things can happen. Hunt could be on a different team in 2021 when he's using that first to draft another starter for his team. A mm-hmm. lot, lot more ways his value increases mm-hmm. versus Swift because, you know, Swift can either be flat if he doesn't do much or even if he becomes a workhorse, he's going what? What is he going at right now as the RB what in ADP? He's, um, sorry, I'm not good radio for you guys here. No, you're fine. That's good. We're not on the radio. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, th- I thought this was live across America. Sorry. It is. So he's going as the RB15, right? And okay. Hunt. And Hunt's going as the RB30? Yeah, give me Hunt all day. Boom. We were close. Yeah. I already rejected. Chill out. Um, Tight ends there. We get Hooper coming in. Stefanski wants to run a lot of two tight end personnel, or at least that's what we believe. They did pick up Njoku's option and then drafted uh, Hunter Bryant. Yeah. Um, Do we want to touch any of those? Should we? We probably should have. I'll go quick. I'll go quick on Hooper. He was a secret weapon for me the past three years. I am yep. not going anywhere near him right now. He's he's done with me. I had my little honeymoon with him. I used him. <laughs> I used him. He's gone. Check you later. I'll take Njoku for free right now because that's where he's going. Pretty much free, whether it's mm-hmm. best ball or dynasty or redraft. And you know, it. I always talk about it, it takes a long time for tight ends to to get into an offense and start producing uh, consistently. So uh, I'm not touching Hooper, and I'm selling. Well, I've already sold, but I'm selling if I want him anywhere. Okay, so it takes tight ends a long time to figure it out, especially a new offense. Um, so let's go to the person that replaced him in Atlanta, Austin Hooper or Hayden Hurst. Would, if you had Hooper, would you trade him straight up for Hayden Hurst? So to tell you, if I, I want Hurst over Hooper just because okay. of the nature of the offense. Uh, you've got, yep. okay. I mean, I love that offense. There, there's, there's three guys you. that are catching the ball, and then there's Hurst. And he's he's an experienced guy. Like he's, you know what I mean. Like he's mm-hmm. he's been around. He's an older player. He's he's got a, he's a well-rounded tight end. He's going to be on the field. They invested in him, you know, as they did in Ho- with Hooper. But Hooper's going into a, a new offense. Like this is all new for everybody, right? So it's it's different than what's going on in Atlanta. And and I think that Atlanta is going to bring in Gurley and, and Hurst really quickly. I just wonder. We've seen Baker tend to um, Hooper's still tar- pretty young. Target the tight end. He is. He is very young. Uh, but like we see Baker target. Yep, target the tight end. And I just wonder, like, if Landry and the hip isn't right, you know, early on, do do we see Hooper not necessarily slide into the slot, but command, you know, those targets to be looked at? And I just wonder if maybe we see a little bit uh, explosion of Hooper early. So if you're still holding on to some shares, you might get a little buy window early on. Um, but I, I would also, JD, I would also trade Hooper for Hayden Hurst if I could. I'd, I'd like to, to hear do that if I still have one. I'd like to hear you guys uh, just on Landry because honestly, he's a guy I keep. I, he's a guy last year I invested heavily in and it paid off. But I, like you said, the injury, the, the, the new tight end coming in, like, I, I don't know, man. I don't know. I, I would say Landry uh, is probably one of my higher percentage owned players in Dynasty. Just uh, mm-hmm. probably a little bit of homerism from, from being in Miami and just kind of riding that train. 
Uh, I would say the hip worries me, but in in uh, dynasty leagues that I don't have Landry in, I will be making offers probably week three or four and hoping that I can catch somebody that's still worried about the hip if we don't see it right away. Because um, I think on a per-game basis, once Landry is back and right, he will outscore OBJ weekly. So if you can get it for any kind of discount, you said OBJ was going at wide receiver nine early on. I don't know. Yeah, and, you're talking... You're talking about a guy who was the wide receiver six in target share, 26.6 yeah. Landry. But I, I think OBJ is, you know, maybe the reverse. Maybe we get a couple good weeks early on from OBJ because there isn't Landry or not at 100%. And then you find your sell window for OBJ and a buy window for Landry and can just kind of play both of those sides, you know, probably on different dynasty teams, but, but play both of those stocks to your advantage, you know what I mean, and get the most out of each side. I'm not. I'm not necessarily worried about Landry, um, but I don't know that I'm trying to acquire him right now, unless somebody else is freaked out, or maybe we get a little bad news and that says Landry might not be ready for whenever we're going to have some sort of training camp. But maybe there's my little time to go by if somebody's just ready to be out. I generally find out though I'm the one Landry guy in the league, and I have him. That's mm-hmm. pretty much why I own him everywhere. Same. I think if someone comes knocking with a good offer and he's part of the package, I'm not going to. I'm not going to hold it back because of him. You know. Yeah, I would agree. All right, let's go to – probably should have done this one after the Redskins. That would have been a smooth transition, but that's not how my brain works. So let's go to Carolina and Matt Rule, where Rivera left. We get a brand-new uh, coaching staff all across the board. Matt Rule obviously coming from Baylor. He also brings his defensive coordinator with him. And then we get the one of the best college offenses in the game, uh, offensive coordinator Joe Brady coming over from LSU to come be the coordinator there. So – I'm I'm gonna not start at the quarterback, even though it's super flexible. And I just want to say, CMC had an amazing year last year. Do do we expect the regression to be there? And 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 if so, how much? Or do you think we end up similar? I'm just worried about the new offense in general. I guess as with all, even even for CMC as as a like running back, he's shown that he can play pretty much in any environment. Sure, I just I I would say last year was our ceiling. I don't. I think if we're expecting the same, you're probably going to be a little disappointed. Uh, the the variation of how far off of that number we are, uh, you know, will decide on whether or not he continues to carry your team, you know, to to fantasy championships or not. Um, uh, yes, if I have a one or two pick in a redraft league, then I have no problem taking them. Um, I'm not going to give up the crazy package that it takes to bring CMC to my team though in dynasty. Especially not knowing, and I've seen I'm a lot of people to try, go try take to get that out. package, though. I, I mean, so yeah, you want to get out, exactly. But I don't yeah. want. I, I'm. But to answer your not question, trying. I'm not saying I want <laughs> out. Like I'm not saying he's going to be like done or completely. But I didn't even regress. tell you the players, and you're like, "Yep, I'll take the package." But but you, I mean, you don't, no, but you don't want to risk he's, the headache. I, I mean, I could probably go get like wise. Jonathan Taylor, Swift, and a decent wide receiver from a team. If, if you find the right team, you know, I'm not saying that sure. teams own my players that I want, but you could probably realistically go get Jonathan Taylor, somebody else, and somebody else. I just feel like CMC, once he got the contract extension, like there was no hope of ever getting any any sort of buy low window. Like, you know what I mean? This, but all the worry. That's of him when not everybody says to sell your runbacks, and then we make this exception for McCaffrey. No, I well, think he's, he's, also, he's also only 24. Yeah. You know, it's not, it's not like he's 27, contract. 28. He's, he's shown, like I said, that he can do it in any environment. For me, I, I think, um, to drink, you kind of started off with my, the way I, cause I, I've been racking my brain. I've got him in a couple rosters 
And I'm like, do I want to sell him? Or do, I think kind of what you said and similar to what Swag, I'm not going to go out and necessarily buy him because he's way too expensive. You're going to give away like half your roster to buy yeah, him. Yeah, yep. So unless someone's really jacked at every position and, you know, they have four guys they can get rid of or whatever, fine. But I, I think that's the question is what do you sell him for, right? I've got him, I've got M- MT, and I've got Lamar that are three guys right now that I want to sell off my rosters. But every time I get an offer that I'm considering, I'm, I'm like hesitant, man, because I'm mm-hmm. like once I press accept, that's it, man. I've lost the big, right. the big, you know, the big pull. Like after that, I've got three pieces that I'm hoping, you know, can make that up. All right, so let's go right to Teddy B, and that's just that's that's all I have. That's my whole thought. Teddy B question mark. So how, should we get how do we PJ feel about that Walker or Will Greer? I, I I would like to wait to answer because I definitely know my answer. I have one Teddy Bridgewater share, and it makes it one of my least favorite teams because I'm depending on him. I'm depending on him. Right? Yeah, uh, he's not yeah. like on my bench. I'm actually going to be depending on him, and I can't sell him. I don't like that plan. Yeah. So I, I picked I would, up PJ okay Walker, and the Will Greer owner for some reason isn't selling. Yeah, I uh, <laughs> I don't want to sound crazy, um, but this is going to sound crazy. I think Will Greer could be Teddy B out for this job. I really do. Uh, bring the Baylor system over. You know, um, Will Greer played at West Virginia. He also played at Florida before that, but played at West Virginia. Doesn't mind Aaron all around. And I guess it will just going to depend on does this. Does this coaching staff want to play safe and just play a check down game with Teddy Beats and, and let all their receivers do the game, or do they want a player that's going to push the ball downfield? Um, I, I know I have some homerism coming out here, and I'm I'm going to stop for a minute and let y'all talk, but I, I think Will Greer is, is worth a buy. Uh, maybe not from that one owner, Swags, because that's not me, but maybe they feel the same way as I do. Mm-hmm. I I feel like it's almost an open competition, um, and, and watch out for some Will Greer. Maybe it's a one year, you know what I mean, and they go get another guy next year. They have um, to give and, and bring Teddy it in, a and shot, that's fine. though, right? I mean, they can't just bench him week one. Sure, and I, I, I'm definitely not trying and, and to I'm compare the I, players. I'm with you, dude. I'm, I'm off him, but I mean, you have to think they have to give him a shot. Sure, and and I'm going to go back a few years, and and we thought the very same thing about Matt Flynn, who was given a shit ton of money to come over from the Packers um, to Seattle. And then you just realize, oh, shit, I got a quarterback named Russell Wilson as yeah. a rookie, and he's better. And my team is better by having this guy play, right. regardless yeah. of how much money I gave that guy. It's a new coaching staff. They didn't dress a single offensive player in the draft. They went all defense, right? They brought Robbie in, Robbie Anderson in from um, free agency, but that's it. I think Will Greer is probably suited better for that offense in my head just from, just from the, the limited scouting I did on, on Greer before and what I've seen from Teddy. Teddy will give you what is there. He's not going to give you any extra. I think there is upside with Will Greer. Call me crazy if you want to. 86 that shit out. I don't want any Teddy on my team because that shit is going to be worthless nope. before, the, before the end of the year. Tell nope. me I'm wrong. So I'm going to jump in in, in front of Swag here because you got some nice give and take here because you guys are helping me make a pick here. Canadian National Basketball Championship League. Shout out to all my Canadian Ooh, boys. Oh, nice. In our, Hell our yeah. Chat. Round twenty-three. I want to come to Canada. Nine of a of a sixteen-team superflex best ball. So I'm easy. Pick, I'm about to pick Will Greer. So as, easy as my fourth quarterback. So I would like to thank you, my friends, for participating <laughs> because I w- I've been dying to find a last quarterback because my quarterbacks are literally Rogers, Foles, and and TT out in uh, LA. So I'm like, I need a fourth sneaker guy. That's perfect, guys. I love it. 
And, and that's kind of my approach, right? And that's kind of what I was going to say. Especially there, where you're that's at. That's why I came to peak. That's exactly why I came to look, because I'm like, did he go already? I want to tell these guys what round he's going. For me, these second, like the Greers, the Kyle Allens, look, Swag, if you go out and try to buy him and the guy's being unreasonable and he wants like a second rounder or something, you know, something yeah, that you don't no. think is, then, then don't even bother. But if you're right, drafting right. and these guys are falling out of value, Absolutely. you're stupid not to take them. Yep. I think that's the approach. Even with Bridgewater, look, I own him in our uh, Goats versus Pros, the auction. It's an auction, right? I probably bid on him and then he, I end up with him without even wanting him or whatever. But sure. A, he's it's super flex. So he's an RAQB one and a half, two, I guess, because I have Burrow as my other one. But, um, yeah. but again, it just, it, you know, you have one or two shares out of maybe your whatever amount of teams that you have. It's all about mm-hmm. how much you invest, right? In case, in case Bridgewater does pop, fine, you have one or two shares. But I'm not going to go out and buy them everywhere. See, you know? I'm at the point, though, where I'm almost willing to add too much to the Teddy Bridgewater side just to get a quarterback that I like, just so that I can move on from the situation. I like sure. that. And, I love that. And have somebody feel like they fleece me because that's the world we're fucking in today. So that's the point <laughs> I'm at with it, where I'm just like willing yeah. to totally lose a trade to get rid of him. But okay, so we we can go down that road for a minute. We're willing to lose yeah, a trade do. in the eyes of Twitter, right? In the eyes of people in, in the eyes of probably eighty percent of the dynasty community. Sure, and and we lose it in their minds in June, not when I'm getting fantasy points from my team. I don't care what anybody thinks about my trade or my team if I feel like it helps me better. I, I whether agree. that whether yeah. that be in week one or whether I feel like it helps me in twenty twenty one and further down the road. Right? I agree. I, I fully I, agree. I don't care what somebody thinks about the moves I make or how I make them, and that's why I say these things and that's why I make the moves I make. But I do care about the people that are out there like giving phony advice and just like trying to fleece people, trying to teach people how to fleece people instead of just being honest about what's going on and your, your takes on players. I think it's different. 86, um, those people. <laughs> I, I think it's different too. in in just how, how you're approaching it. Uh, you're not going in usually in a trade and trying to give away value. You, you would anticipate like these players are here and this player's there. All right, if I have this player, I need to add a little bit or take away a little bit. But definitely you, when it comes down to it, if that little extra doesn't mesh up well and you still like the player you're getting, mm-hmm. regardless of the value of the other player, you still make that deal like 100 out of 100 times. Yeah. If that's the player you want to get, you just go do it. Yeah. I tried to get more. It didn't work. Fine. I still want that player on my team, so we're going to make the move. Because right. whether you feel like you win it now, come back to me in eight months or 12 months or you know however long this is Dynasty, and you're going to feel really stupid about it. Well, okay, this is me, for example. Like th- These aren't teams we're talking about. Just I'll throw this out as an example because everybody knows I've made these kind of me- moves. You guys have, are in leagues with me. You've watched them. But let's say one of you has Goff. This has happened not from you guys, but one of you has Goff. I, no, one of you has Gardner. I have Goff. I'm going to give you Goff and a second and you're going to give me Gardner and a first okay you hit accept now the truth of the story is I wouldn't have made that move if I wanted Goff more than Gardner in the end I would have kept Goff so Mm -hmm. when somebody's coming to you with Hunt for your Swift they want Hunt more than Swift or they wouldn't be coming to you for this particular move that's the player or they want that first absolutely you know good point when you're talking first or they value them close and they're trying to gain on yeah, the pick. Yeah. Right. So the truth is, like, 
I mean, there should be wiggle room. Like, if there's never wiggle room in a trade and you're just like, nope, this is what it is. It's like, dude, like, no, I'm not doing that. Like, give me wiggle room at least. You know, there's there has to be some middle ground. But these people want to win trades by 10 points on their calculators. And I don't know, man. It, it's It's gone too far this last couple seasons to where people don't even think for themselves. They're not allowed to. And then if you do dare to make any of these moves... I don't know. It, it's ridiculous, man. People. See, I'll, I'll say this. I'll, I'll add a little caveat. I think uh-huh. it also depends. I think it also depends on how you got Bridgewater. So I talked about that startup that we we did, the three of us, and and I'm getting him at his current value. I, I traded um, where I, where I own him in Dynasty, right? Uh-huh. Similar to guys like Eckler and guys that we've seen that you got off the waiver wire, like Lindsay. These are guys I picked up off waiver wires, like Bridgewater, in some cases. You know, in the last two years. And now he's been on my rosters and now he's gained that value. So if that's the case, which is where I own him in Dynasty, then yeah, like Swag, I'm willing to, I've got way more yep. wiggle room so on this my was negotiations. A, it was an orphan I took over like three days before the NFL draft. And just about two days before the NFL draft, I traded away Carrion Johnson, Mark Ingram, and um, Cam Newton. And I got back um, Calvin Ridley and Teddy, Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> and a 112. And and again, this was before the NFL draft and before Dobbins went to um, the Ravens and before Swift came to Detroit. And this guy believed in Cam over Teddy Bridgewater. So I, I, uh, I think that was a deal. I don't know if Ridley was in it, but it was something like that that I felt like, oh, okay, I have to do this. Like, um, But so I didn't get him for cheap but i didn't pay out the ass i'm I'm very happy with the deal that i made but it was because of the other pieces that i got in the deal i've since moved on and i traded calvin ridley for swift so ridley for swift now um yeah there were other pieces involved we did talk about that one yeah i remember that now yeah that's a tough one um all right let's uh, how about the pass catchers there uh they bring in robbie anderson Obviously, J.J. Moore is still his guy. Do we do we get to see the emergence of Ian Thomas? Does anybody care about Curtis Samuel anymore? Can we? Can I mean, we what was look, Curtis Samuel? Wide anybody? receiver, like 34, 30 to forty. Like, I think you should care about Curtis Samuel as a low end wide receiver, two to three. I think that. So where does are, Robbie fit in then? He doesn't. Okay. Like, why? I don't, don't get know. Mad at me. I'm just I don't. Asking. But but no. But I, you know, I've never liked Robbie Anderson. First of all, I don't like. Correct. I don't like Robbie Anderson, and now he's he's the guy in the new offense. Well, everybody is to be fair, <laughs> right? Um, but yeah, I think he he's probably the third to fourth option. He was receiver forty eight uh, fantasy points per game, Samuel. Okay. Thirty eight. Okay. Forty eight. Forty eight. Forty eight. Gotcha. I I like him. I don't think he needs to be the guy that's catching, you know, the long bombs. I think that that role is fulfilled by Robbie now. Um, it'll be interesting to see if Teddy does keep that job. Does he p- try to push the ball, you know, down to Robbie? Because we haven't really seen Teddy do that, or it doesn't feel like we've seen that. Uh, can Curtis Samuel be utilized around the line of scrimmage a little bit more, you know, along with DJ Moore? But is is there enough to go around? for Ian Thomas to excel too, or, you know what I mean? So how, how do we put DJ Moore, Samuel, Robbie, and Ian Thomas together for this team, regardless of the quarterback? I, I don't know. I like Ian Thomas. Same. Love Ian Thomas. He, he, I, I think it's hard. I think it's hard to try to like 
specifically figure out what's going to happen year one, you know, with all of these guys. But I do like Ian Thomas at a value right now. Like, I always find that he's going later than I expect him to. I'm like, oh, he's there. Like, I'm in the best ball just now. And I was like, wow, he's still there. But with the receivers, because there's so much uncertainty, these are the type of receiving cores in best ball. I'm going to take all three of these guys. I'll grab DJ Moore, grab a bunch of running backs, and then I'll, I'll grab, like, all three of these guys in best ball because I think they have value. I mean, maybe – Each week maybe, one of them maybe goes off. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I think it might even, you might even see Samuel outproduce Robbie, obviously, in the first half, and then Robbie maybe puts up big mm-hmm. games in the second half, you know? Yeah, sure. Rule. Because because Bridgewater is also going to get more comfortable. Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but he's also going to no, get more good. comfortable throwing the ball, right? So he's going to throw the ball probably more and more as he goes through the season. So I see Robbie as more of a back-end guy if you're splitting up your roster construction a certain way, and then Samuel more like of a first-half guy. You said Teddy B. You meant to say Will Greer. It's cool, though. Um, I just... <laughs> I just, hey, man, that, that's my QB4. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. Carolina is one of the, the more interesting. And I had I had Giants and Cowboys on here. I, we're not going to get to it today. Uh, but Rule and the Panthers is one of the most interesting uh, offensive situations to me. Generally, even coming from college, we, we find a coach that comes in and we think he's going to implement that style. Uh, Matt Rule is at Baylor, which is completely different from him being at Temple You know, before that. And the way he derived those offenses was completely different. Temple was very run heavy and played good defense. Baylor tried to throw it all around the park. So it's just very interesting to see what that offense will become. And there's so many new moving pieces around. I'm going to take a stab at the cheap quarterback in Greer there. Um, yeah, I, I hate think everybody stop. should, even if they don't own Teddy. Just I, mean, I don't know. I'm 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 going to be doing like it JD, after as the a show fourth, for sure. As a fourth quarterback, especially in best ball, where you don't have to worry about starting. Yeah. You know, if it happens, that's that's a great kind of double insurance plan there, especially in a sixteen teamer. Yeah. Um, uh, conversation here was great. Uh, it sucks that we only got to the three teams, but man, I think we really dove into some of those players and gives everybody out there just some some players to think about. Maybe you want to go try to acquire. Maybe you want to move some guys. Um, swags. Anything else? We before we got to call this lunch date a wrap before we get in trouble. Pretty dangerous. Go get Case Keenum. Apparently. <laughs> JD, tell everybody, tell everybody where they can find you and your many many pods that you're doing now. Always a great listen. At Go District. Find us, Goat District Podcast. We got ball in best balls. Uh, quarter Millie Billy's coming back as half Millie Billy's. And uh, yeah, Dave Richard on uh, from CBS this past week on the Goat District. And uh, we keep bringing goodness, man. So check us out. Thanks for having me, guys. Dave's an awesome guest, man. He just like, he, he treats you good on, on the show for being a, one of the yeah, big guests. Yeah. Like, super, super nice, nice guy. guy. Yeah. He's at DFF underscore swag. I'm at FL2 Drink Minimum. This is at Superflex Pod. Hit us up. I don't got anything else. Nothing yeah. else? Uh, well. See, you don't have anything else either. No, you don't. CD Lamb or Gallup, JD? Gallup. Interesting. For, for, for this year? Sure. I'll go Gallup. What about for your team? If I own CD, I'm trading him. I'm buying. I'm selling CD right now and I'm buying Gallup, so that'll tell you. Okay. You'll do that straight up? I don't hate it. I'm no, just no, asking. I didn't say straight up. I didn't say straight up. Okay. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Where, I got to check where these guys are going right now. Um, Justin Jefferson or CeeDee Lamb for 2020? 
or Gallup? Jefferson, oh, Gallup. Jefferson, Jefferson or Gallup? Oh, you said Gallup. Jefferson. Gallup. Jefferson Gallup. still. Gallup. What's eighty six? All this fucking hate in the world. Just love one another. Listen, quit fucking Be happy, hating. Bro. Be happy. <laughs>